Hey there, it's Joe, and what you're about to hear is episode six of the Juby Take, and this one is back to basics. It's sports, and the lengths of the seasons of the various sports and the dynamics that you get there with the overlap, and we digressed into a whole bunch of different topics just having to do with sports in general, and this one was a ton of fun, and I can't thank the boys enough for having me back to serve as podcast producer and to chime in as I saw fit. It was a blast. And so I think that's probably enough preamble. Without further ado, enjoy episode six of the Juby Take. Pictures ain't my thing, but I could put a story in your head and open up your eyes. So listen close. This one is for my brother, sisters, cousins, all human. All right, so we're back. The Juby Take. Tonight, uh, we're here with uh, the Joe Cherry. DJC. <laughs> I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And I'm DJC. TJC. TJ. Oh, I thought you said DJC. I thought he said DJC. I kind of liked that. TJC works. The, the Joe, Joe Chair. Yeah, no, I get it now. I'm, okay. You know me. I'm you slow. just want to be a DJ. We'll, we'll go slow tonight. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about uh, sports because we, we took a couple episodes away from sports. We and, love sports. And yeah, we ended up with... It's know, a brocast, as some people call it. Headaches and, and all kinds of things. Hey, so, just Before you move on from that, by the way, I loved those episodes about food. Oh, both yeah. of those are really good. I listened to both of them. They're excellent, honestly. I appreciate that. Well, we that. want to thank John and Diane again for for coming on and, and talking with us about, you know, not only their their dining experiences, but, you know, some of the things that that they uh they enjoy. They were such naturals. They were. They were really great. You guys were great and yeah, it was cool. I, I look forward to m- more podcasts of that nature. Correct. Having them back. Oh, the fun part was that Diane was terrified, and uh, and John was just raring to go. He just give me a mic and get out of the way. Well, that much came through. The Diane terrified thing didn't come through. She's she, she was didn't. Great. She was great. Yeah, yeah, she really was. Just came off really well. But John, yeah, he was he was fired up, and that came through, which was good. It, it yeah. Was, it was, no, they were great. Yeah, they were great. To it. Cool. So we're back on sports. Yep. And so we're gonna we're gonna talk about sports in general. And we're going to talk about the the length of the seasons, how they've grown over the years. Oh, yeah. And what is created from that is an overlap. So now you have multiple sports going on at the same time. The seasons of sports, as it were. Yeah. And and it's great when you're a sports fan because you're you're following this team and you're following that team and you've you've got you've got stuff to read every morning and it's it's exciting. Things to follow. Every single day, things to read. Absolutely. I mean, it's fun when you have multiple sports going on. I hate it when I run out of articles of things to read. So Exactly. So, I mean, right now we have the NBA playoffs. We have the NHL playoffs. It's a great year in sports. We have the start of the baseball season. We had the NBA draft. We had NCAA football spring practices. Did you say NBA draft? The NFL draft. NFL draft. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, you should be. Okay. All right, I'm over it. So, but, you know, we have the NBA draft coming up. Absolutely. Next month. So there's just so much going on. And, you know, it, it almost seems like people complain when there's only one sport happening. They talk about the dog days of summer with baseball. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Because, you know, in August and July... And that's all there is, right? just baseball. Except now, you know, you've got Summer League in July for the NBA. Right. So we'll be going to Vegas for that. Yeah, you guys love yeah. that. Well, yeah. and as a, and I guess as a parent, it's different, right, when you're talking about kids' sports versus professional sports. We're just talking generally watching, watching sports, sports on TV. But which playing is sports is Professional and collegiate, essentially, right? Like right. that's Correct. Yeah. So the one thing that I like about uh, that sort of spans – any gaps that there might be, and there are several for me, and we can get into that later if you want. But what I like, especially about uh, from the winter on, is golf. 
I really like filling my weekend if I've got time to watch something and just sort of couch potato it. Man, I love golf. That's some of the best naps I've ever had in my life were during golf tournaments. Well, yeah. I mean, you just yeah, you, it's you a wake three up three day and, tournament. I mean, it's that's four days. Four, but they're, they're four day tournaments. But oh, see, that's and that's the great know. thing about golf and napping is they do go together really well. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely compatible because you you can lose 35, 40 minutes of a golf tournament and not miss anything. Exactly. Is that why golf is such a popular sport when it comes to older males yeah probably i, I bet i mean that not saying sense. that anyone doesn't love a good nap i mean everyone should love a good nap but okay it's just so you really you're gonna go there <laughs> hey if we because gonna, you nap more than anybody i've ever that's known what i'm saying it would be awesome but when i'm watching sports i'm not gonna nap in the middle of a basketball game wake watching. up in the fourth quarter and be like oh man i guess we took the lead you need oh, to dude. start you need to start watching more golf then. yeah Okay. Because your two favorite things are napping and, well, I won't go into the other one, but. (laughs) It's also compatible with napping. Yeah. Yeah. And golf. It's a (laughs) pre-nap ritual. (laughs) I've done all three in one day many times. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, my wife and a butterfly and I, before uh, we had kids, we would, she would join me. She would sit down, and that was when Tiger Woods was hot. And I'm not talking about the Greater Greensbury Open. I'm talking about you know day three of the U.S. Open, where it's about a big a stage in golf, and it should be the most interesting thing on the planet. But we'll just start watching, you know, at 11:30 or whenever the coverage started. Take about an hour and a half nap in the middle of it, and then watch Tiger win the thing at the end. It's it was so great. It, well, yeah, it just sounds like a wonderful day to me. <laughs> I just I can't say that I've experienced it. That's all yeah. I got to say right well, now. Well, you're missing That's, out. Well, there's you, you oh. have some things in your future that that you can look forward I'll to. Work on it. Now, there one of know. the things that that has come up and and been talked about in the past with me now when you nap. Now, napping in a chair is one thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or on the couch. Mm-hmm. But if you ever nap in a bed, you have to lay sideways on top of uh, the covers. Well, otherwise you're just going to bed. Otherwise you're going to bed. Right. Correct. Yeah, otherwise, it doesn't matter what time of day it yeah, is. Yeah, you've crashed at three o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. And you so wake up at three in the morning, and you've got to make sure that that you're on the covers, laying sideways. Now is for it to truly be a nap. Is a side blanket like is that okay? Can you put that oh, on? The top? Blankets don't come into it at no. all. No. So there's not like the, the blanket anything. at the edge of the bed no. that you just like pull over. No. It's not your main mm. comforter. You're wading into a gray area well, that you know I prefer I would not say to you, talk about. You probably. <laughs> You probably have clothes on. So I guess okay, I'm just going to touch on this and move right no, along. I'm just really excited about it. Napping. The, you told me. The defining characteristics More on are that later. <laughs> yeah. Laying sideways, no no blankets, and if you have your shoes on, it's a bonus. Yeah. I'm yeah. just making sure the then list- you're Then you're going somewhere as soon as the nap's over. I'm just making sure the listeners know what's going on. That's all I'm trying to say. There's no way they know what's going on. Absolutely not. <laughs> on to the next right. topic. What were we talking about? I think we were talking about sports mm-hmm. and the overlap and then the, the periods of time, because not every sports fan has teams in every sport, obviously. You know, there are people that, are, that love football. There are people that love pro football and not particularly college football. There's people that love basketball because it's a faster paced sport than football, baseball, and most of the rest. Exactly. You know, you can pick any sport. There are people mm-hmm. that love NASCAR. I don't That's get just those people. What? I don't get those people. <laughs> okay. Well, they'll they'll be glad More to hear on that, that later. Uh, the, no, all right. I'll back you up. But I don't I, get I, those I, people okay. either. But. I would say just you can just say that, love NASCAR. That that's it. Okay. You can say you don't get the sport. Yeah. But you really shouldn't pick on the people because they just are fans of that oh, sport. That's, well, that's how we got Trump, man. <laughs> Oh God! Now, and we already talked about the fact that no this is not a poli- this is not a political show. You're right. I'm just illustrating a point of you know potential consequences for signaling out a group of people. Anyway, so yeah, what we have is you know if you if you like all the sports, and I pretty much do. I I follow just about all the sports major sports. So it's, it's fun for me when there's multiple things going on, you know, multiple sports, like in the fall, you know, you get football starting, which is, is like top of my list. Yeah. That's the best college football for me is number one. NFL is number two, but then you also get the NBA is getting started. 
And you get the, the baseball playoffs. That fall is is probably the coolest time for sports, right? Like it's probably the most yeah. statistically popular yeah. college basketball and you know all basketball, football. Yeah, basketball gets started in, in October and November. Jesus, does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and again, that's kind of what we started talking about tonight was was the ex- how seasons have grown. Hmm. And I remember when uh, when I started watching baseball, it was 154 game season, which is a lot of games. Whoa. But there were double headers. There were scheduled double headers. So the season was shorter. And then you had one National League team and one American League team and the World Series, it's over. You're done. And off to the next sport. Well, now you have so many rounds. You have the wild card game and then you have the wild card playoffs and then you have the NLCS and the ALCS and then you have the World Series. So now you've added another three to four weeks to the end of the season. They realized how much money they were missing out on. I think well, that's probably what has driven every expansion. Every season. single one is yeah. all about the money. Yeah. How do you, you know, how, how do you, how do the owners make more money as a fan? How do you like that though? Well, you get more sports. Well, I think you, the proof you get more is, sports, but it, I think the proof is in the pudding, you know, from a societal standpoint, they, they make more money because people like it and they pay for it and they, you know what I mean? Right. It's people show up. So I mean, that's it, it, people generally like it. I, I don't, I guess I don't know. Well, here's what it does. And let's, let's go back to baseball. Cause I started with that is that if you, once your team is out of it, there are very few sports cities or fans that stay and follow their teams. Now we live on the West coast or the Southwest. So the fans in the Southwest and the West Coast are different than the East Coast fans. They totally. just are. And different exposure, to be honest. Well, th- there's a lot of different it's reasons. It's just a cultural thing. It's, yeah. it's right. a culture. It's yeah. a lot of different reasons why. On the West Coast, they tended to, to follow their teams when they're winning. In the East Coast, and the Cubs are the best example, it's, they sell out a game on, on Wednesday afternoon when they're. 15 games out of first place. Yeah, the Cubs might be like a, an anomaly that is sort of... Fenway Park is a hard ticket. Yeah. You know, the, the bigger stadiums, you know, there are seats available. But the fact is that, that the fans are fans and they follow their teams. Well, what happens when your team is out of it, especially with, with West Coast teams or, or even a lot of teams, the, the fan base stops following the team. Right. So the concept is, okay, how do we get more teams in it? So they broke up the National League and the American League into divisions. Right. So now you have more teams in it. Instead of of eight or nine teams trying to win the pennant during the regular season, they break it into divisions, and now you've got four or three divisions. And then you throw in a wild card. Okay, so now another team is in it. And the, more, the further down you get the list of, of, of teams, you, were, you get this team that's dominated all year. And this is a really good team. But the more wildcard teams you add, the more you get to 500 teams. And when you get 500 teams, now you start bringing in all of these teams that are five games under 500. But they're still in the playoff race. Right. So it keeps the fans. It keeps the fans interested right to the end. And, yep. And that's exciting. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I don't think it is a bad thing. But it changed, and it started extending the seasons. So they went from 154 games to 162 games and started adding playoff teams and playoff rounds. You look at the NBA now, and the NBA, like we talked about, starts in October and goes into June. Jesus. The NHL is the same like That's like more than three months. Yeah. They, That's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. pretty long oh, yeah. season. Hold on, October, like four months, at okay. least. We'll get you. We'll get you a piece of paper and a pencil, and you can go through this. <laughs> or maybe check your phone. Oh man, I, I mean, anyway, you know what I mean. Well, and and the same thing with the NFL. You you look at the NFL, and now it's sixteen games. Yeah, with a bye week, so that's seventeen weeks. Well, but no, but nobody. Sorry, not a lot of people at this point 
recall it being less than 16 games. So the NFL has been 16 games for a long time. Yeah, I know it was like the 70s 12. or something. I remember 12 games. Really? So this is, yeah. This well, is what's great about this podcast. <clears throat> Completely different perspectives on the world. Perspectives. Oh, there yeah, we go. There wow, we I was go. getting really thirsty. You know what? You're welcome. Thank God. So, yeah, I mean, I again, you, you know, I remember a lot of things going back to, you know, watching sports and certainly in the 60s. But the when, NFL has grown in season the least, right? Probably. Yeah, right. And it, has, I, well, I don't know, I no, guess. No, not, not, not necessarily. It feels like it. I mean, me, basketball but. went to 82 games pretty quickly and they've, they've been there, they've for stayed a while. there for a while. What they've done is they've added wild card it's teams. the playoffs it's the playoffs yeah they've, they've broken up the the divisions so there's more there's right. more teams making the playoffs you know and that's the other thing is they start talking about well the season really doesn't start till the playoffs well that's uh, not a way to get people to watch during the year right <laughs> well and that's what makes college football different and exciting yeah that's what makes football different in general is because there's you know 18 games well, well, or you know enough games where you can watch every single game and not blink an eye where you know i don't know very many people that would watch every single yankee game or every single baseball game um you know, basketball you know one i know one and i know that there's probably quite a few yankee fans that actually do that but sure but it's a minority of yeah, sports fans it's very oh absolutely minute. but baseball is a totally different animal you know, again, it's it's but a marathon. Basketball. It's not a sprint. Yeah, it's boring as shit for three months, and then it gets a little interesting if your team happens to be in it. <laughs> right. See, that's, you take that's gaps a, off, bigger naps. That, that's a non-baseball fans. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. I I have come. I am not ashamed of it. I've come out uh, quite publicly and admitted that I'm a fair weather baseball fan. I like the Diamondbacks. We're here in Arizona, and. I like the game and I like the Diamondbacks. And when they're good, it's exciting and I'm interested and I, I'll even go to some games. But when they're not, I really don't have time for it. And I don't, I'm not even one of these guys that says, man, you got to earn my dollar. You got to put a product on the field. I don't give a shit about that. It's just a matter of entertainment. I, I don't think about it that much, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. When they're good, it's interesting to me. And when they're not, it's not. And I sort of just let it go at that. I don't, you know, I well, have my rabid fandom with certain things, and that's not one of them. Right. And, and that's the way most people are, I think. Yeah. Good. You know, I, I think that a lot of people, it, it's hard to be a fan of a team that loses. Yeah. It's hard to get excited about that. And that's probably part of why I don't, because I do do that with the Bengals. So I don't have that kind of energy. And they kind of drain you. They do. It's, right. And I don't even want to do it with that. That's that's almost involuntary at this point. I've like uh, tried to actively distance myself from that, from being such a fan, and it's hard. It really is. I just there's a natural reaction every Sunday during football season where I'm like, "All right, guys, we can do this well, all week long." Ah, I'm, it's not. Ah, what do I care? They'll well, win. They'll lose. My life goes on. And then Sunday morning, I'm like, "Here we go." Got the jersey on. Yeah, exactly. Kind of goes to almost being like a bandwagon fan, you know? I mean, whenever your team is doing well, you're going to root for them then. I related a lot because I'm such a basketball fan to Golden State. You know, I would love to see someone rocking a Baron Davis or an Andre Kirilenko Golden State, you know, uh, jersey. But it's where are they? Yeah. You know, I mean, all all the old old great golden state players but they never did anything or was it, you know well, really wasn't wearing chris mullen right yeah yes. chris yeah. mullen for sure yeah absolutely yeah. you know but now you, i you know you see him left and right you know curry this curry that you know well exactly and you touched on something there that that wasn't part of our conversation earlier because we are true fans for our teams but right. the bandwagon fan and you know great god love them have a good time right they make me crazy personally because I have my teams, and I well, root we for my would teams. never go there. You know, I think it would drive us crazy going there. So, but, sorry. So I'm a Diamondbacks bandwagon fan, but it's not like when the Cubs won, I got excited about that. You know what I mean? So exactly. there, are, there are band, there are floating or migrating bandwagon fans that have a lot of different jerseys in their closet. Well, to me, that's a bandwagon fan. Right. Is that this team is winning? 
So I want to wear their stuff. LeBron right. James is on the Heat, so I'm going to root for them. Right. Well, yeah. Right. That's yes. That might be a little. That was probably scenario, the but. biggest. I mean, yes. I mean, we were talking about a specific player at that point, but I couldn't. You know that that was the, one of the biggest bandwagon jumps I've seen. Honestly, was no one was wearing anything Heat. No one cared about the Heat. All of a sudden, they're super relevant because LeBron James and the big. Right, and you're going to have that. Yeah. You're going to have people that are. You know, that's that's their consciousness is, is they know what's going on right now. They're, right. They don't know what happened last year. They don't know the history of the heat. They don't know that Dwayne Wade, all the things that he did. They just know that they're winning now. So I'm a fan and mm-hmm. I want to have the shirt. Right. And like I said, more power to them. That's fine. They annoy me, but I don't think they really care that they annoy me. No, right? they most certainly <laughs> do not. <laughs> I don't think they're a big sports fans, to be honest. When it comes to bandwagon fans, I don't think that they... Well, I don't know that I'd even go there, you know? I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I, if they were watching sports on a regular basis, they would have someone to root for at all times. And if they all of a sudden just found interest in well, a single team at a certain moment, they're not, you know, they haven't been watching for a particularly long time. They, yeah, they, they're not true fans as we define it. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh it's interesting, and there's a, probably a whole other podcast you could do with the psychology of fandom. But totally, there's you know people that have been sports fans their whole lives since they were children tend to cling much more tightly to the teams that they grew up loving, right? But there's this whole other group of people that sort of don't find sports, or at least from my generation and and before, that don't find sports until they're adults because of whatever circumstances they didn't just they just didn't grow up rooting for sports but they found themselves in adult circles that were sports fans i've i've run into those people and now they find themselves you know as 20 year olds trying to pick a team yeah or figure out how to mesh into this group of sports fans that they you know that would be very interesting that's, as an adult to try to pick a team that I've you enjoy. I've seen people do it and it doesn't work very well sometimes. And then, you know, the other times they don't end up, you're, they're just not the same type of fan. It's Maybe just like that's anything. what the bandwagon fan is. They're trying to find an identity. They're yeah. trying to find where they want to place themselves, where they want to be because they haven't been part of that. There's before. certainly part, I think, something to be said for that. And I know we're diverging off, totally of the, uh, topic, off but, the topic. But. Well, no, it, but it's not because we, you know, we started talking about overlap and and being a fan and what it means to have different sports going on at the same time but it comes back to being a fan what brings you to be you know to a game to a sport is it like you're like you're talking about you know is it is it the that you have friends that are football fans the social aspect of it exactly yeah i think that plays a major part with with adults and if you don't have a strong sense, like you're never going to talk Lonnie, my friend Lonnie, who is a rabid Bears fan, into anything other than Bears. He doesn't even empathize with somebody who roots for a different team. He can't even put himself for yeah, one I've, second. I've been there. <laughs> as you well know, in, those, in, the, uh, in somebody else's shoes. Maybe now that he's older, he can. But as long as I've known him his whole life, he's, he is as rabid and ridiculous and amazing a fan as I've ever known. And he's never been to, well, now he has finally, but he had never been until two years ago, you know, Illinois in his life. So there's not a geographical sense there. It was something that when we were kids, you know, Lonnie's rebellious nature led him to go against his family of 49er fans and pick the bad team, which was, you know, the bears and McMahon and blah, blah, blah. But, you're, you're just not going to talk him out of that. Whereas, you know, Gary is a good example of somebody who tried to integrate into the sports group because we were friends and we all watched football every Sunday. And he said he was a Redskins fan and his wife bought him a Redskins hat. And it, it was and then he just never showed up. And then it was like, oh, cool. Because well, he picked the wrong team. Well, I know good Redskins fans. The Redskins actually have an interesting NFL history that is fun to root for if you're a fan. I can totally dig Redskins fans. Well, until Snyder bought the team. And then it's, <laughs> that it's been, it's, been it's sort it's of a nightmare. Yeah, kind of a nightmare. But, I mean, they got a cool NFL history. You watch any NFL films, you know, of the, you know, with Steve Sable. And, wow. Uh, 
Okay. There's some history there. <laughs> then, uh, you know, it's, it's great. Of course, it's all that, you know, it's the crank up that diesel. I mean, if you've seen any NFL films, you know what I'm talking about, but anyway, that's yeah. John Riggins and yeah, Riggins and, and, uh, what was, uh, Theismann and, you Joe know, Theismann. yeah, who's was more famous for getting his leg broken than being a pretty good quarterback. But yeah. Well, anyway. I, you know, I kind of want to bring it back to the, you know, talking about the sports seasons and how they, you know, kind of overlap and relate to each other and how that's changed over the years, how that's kind of become different in, in my eyes, you know, right now we were talking about Oregon football and recruits that we just received this last weekend and, you know, how amazing that is. Well, that season isn't until, you know, the fall. Um, and that is part of what's changed, I think, is the ability to track your team throughout the year and and what's going on and, and what trades are happening and what recruits are going on, uh, are interested in your teams. And I think that that makes it a little bit more in depth and, and, and makes it even more overlapping of everything right, that makes exactly. it year-round even. Access. Uh, oh, yeah. So we have so much more access with, you know, everything from you know, the things that you see on your phone from Bleacher Report and and all of that stuff to, you know, Twitter and and all the different feeds, there's just access constantly. Yeah. You can see, you know, all of these kids, which it used to be the name was thrown out and nobody could talk about it with the university because you can't talk about it until they sign. And so you'd have the, the reporter who would talk about this person is interested or that person is interested. And you didn't even know back in the day because the kids didn't have an opportunity to really talk about things. Now they're on Twitter. They are like, I thank you for the offer from Oregon. So you know who whose offer they have. Absolutely. And, you know, that got into to rivals and, and scout.com and, and all of these recruiting services that now started rating players. Right. You know, it didn't used to be, a, you know, they rated players. Every coaching staff would go out and recruit and they would rate their own players, but there wasn't a national rating system. And now there is. Now it's a four star or a five star. And it's it's down to, you know, what is it, four uh, digits after the, the decimal, you know, so right. you know, he's a four point nine nine four three. Um <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. So I, it's I go four point nine nine four two. No wait, four point nine nine four five seven and, and above and that's yeah it. it's no it's it's crazy the the depth that they go into now and you can track all of this and you can see who is committed and just makes it more interesting again year round as you're able to track these teams i don't even feel i mean of course you you enjoy the season you enjoy you know that we we just got out of you know blazer you know, season and we're still watching the NBA playoffs, but you know, I'm really excited for the Oregon basketball team because of the recruits that we're getting and because of the transfers, it's just, it, it creates a feeling of joy, you know, that you would have is watching your team win a game. You know, I feel that victory as we sign the next top recruit or we sign someone else that it just make makes me feel you know, euphoric inside. So. Well, okay. So, wow. so here's, yeah, I like it. <laughs> here's one of the things, I mean, part of what we started talking about was how the overlap, but part of the overlap also is the social media aspect of it and the access that we have to it. So there's, there's constantly news that we can read mm-hmm. every morning. We're, you know, we're looking at the phone at bleacher report and, and you know, all the different, access points that you have to these coaches or to the to kids, the players, or your team. They're, they're, it's like there's never an off season anymore. Everybody's working all the time. Yeah. No, they've done an excellent job of, of covering all of that stuff. Even before Twitter, you know, ESPN just did a great job of sort of extending everybody's season. If you latched on to – it looks like we could all use a drink. If you latched on to uh, – one sport or just you know if you favored one heavily and you lived and died by that sport well you got what you need from that sport all year if you want it you know what i mean espn especially the nfl 
There's never a second on TV that you can't turn it on. Well, now they have a whole network, but even ESPN, thank you, sir, uh, can, you know, and get your fix of the NFL. And it's that way, you know, with the more obscure sports, you got to go a little deeper, but you, you, it's there. If you want it, you can go find information on your sport or your team or whatever anytime you want it and there's always something going on and, it, and if you're a big fan it's always interesting and that's cool it is it's it's exciting it's a lot of fun and again we're gonna go to i'm the old guy so i remember when the concept of espn came out <laughs> okay. did you ever see the great ron burgundy bit about that uh i don't think so it was a ron burgundy audition at espn well this will never work yeah, well exactly <laughs> I, I totally agree. I remember when they talked about a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week sports channel. And it's like, okay, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. It's like, come because on. Because your sports normally are, you know, a, a seven-minute segment and the 5 o'clock and the 10 o'clock news. Exactly. At the end. Right. So you, you, having that access. Well, except for the George Michael sports machine. Yeah, I never watched that. You didn't? So, no. Oh, man. It was that's amazing. Not, that's not before ESPN. E- well, for me it was because I didn't have ESPN. You didn't have cable. I didn't have cable for a long time. And I remember seeing it in the TV guide thinking, oh, man, how cool is that? Sports channel. Right. But, well, again, it, when ESPN, the concept came out, and when it first hit the airwaves, you had a lot of the world's strongest man competition, sure. you know, and then reruns and reruns and reruns of that. And yeah. they didn't have access to the mainstream sports, but it was still on and they still talked about sports. So you, you know, that's where Chris Berman and Dan Patrick and Oberman and these guys yeah. all made their name. Yeah. Rich Eisen came in pretty Cause, quickly. Yeah. Cause they, there at no time was there any live sports on ESPN cause they didn't have the rights to, to broadcast a football game or no, a baseball game or three networks. Had or that. In, exactly. So, Oh, you what, are a gentleman and a scholar. What we ended up with is the, the sports center basically and talking about sports constantly, which is the sports center is probably the greatest TV show ever invented. Exactly. Couldn't because, agree more. I, you know, again, you're, you're in a situation where now you're listening to sports, like we talked about, the access. So now somebody is talking about sports, and you've got a channel you can turn to, and they're talking about sports. Yeah. It almost didn't matter how accurate they were. It was, it was there. Mm-hmm. It was what was important about sports, too. I think that was, I mean, for me, looking for you guys, it might have been that there was just sports. It really was. <laughs> it didn't even matter what it was, if it was cool or not, if it was a four-year-old no, doing putt-putt. By the time but, I started watching it regularly, it was good. So, right. Yeah. yeah, you guys don't remember the early no, days. I no, I know. When they show the, the you know, back in the day with Berman <laughs> stepping away from a lot of the things. They that show a lot of those clips. They're showing though. some of those clips of, of those shows and, and I remember what they were like and it was really bad okay other than Sports Center, where they they had the right to talk about sports it was just like your evening news you know they talked about all kinds of sports they didn't and, have the personalities that they have today is what you're saying I mean no the personalities back then were much better was, <laughs> no I mean it, like we just you know, all Berman and Berman, Oberman and Oberman and before and, he lost his damn mind I mean uh he was a great broadcaster. Dan, Dan Patrick and those guys. No, the, the personalities that they had were great. It was the access to live sports. Okay. Right. That's what they didn't have. Right. So it's them talking rather but the than change, watching. And they change. didn't have that for a long time. No, not for... Well into the 90s, they didn't have any real coverage. They started to get in things like tennis and all that, but Jesus, they didn't have football in the 90s. Hmm. No, they didn't. they didn't have anything because they were on their own. You know, once... Once some of the cable channels started to be absorbed by the networks and they got in with ABC well, yeah, and they started having money, that really changed things. But yeah, early on, it was, uh, the graphics were horrible. And it literally was like dodgeball. Yeah. No, all the jokes, you know, it's, yeah, on the Ocho. <laughs> the yeah. Ocho, yeah. Except for that was ESPN, ESPN the, the main Ocho. channel, because if they, they started to show some live sporting events and it was like bowling, dodgeball. I remember watching tennis, professional darts on ESPN. Darts. Yeah. 
Darts. All the things you see now on ESPN 95 or whatever. I don't know what they got. The Ocho. All, all the things you see are. Right. I think that now they have to. They fill all the time with with the social media blurbs and what everyone is talking about and the fact that everything is constant. Um, I, I think that that's where they fill that time with, you know, talking about the, the what ifs, the stories, the, the media and, and, and how they blow up everything, how they make it, you know, Oh my gosh, Draymond was, was yelling at KD. What is this yeah. all about? It's, and it's like, yeah, well, would they have ever talked about that in, no, the, you know, back no. in the day? No, because no, of course not. They had a specific amount of time. They could talk about <clears throat> the game. They wanted to talk about what was important. Right. No, Those it highlights. Was, yeah, right. it, was, it was it was very quick. Uh, the other thing that before we, I think we need to start heading back to whatever our topic was. <laughs> I think you started by saying sports in general and the season. So, yeah. so all okay. this falls under we're sports totally in general. Within the, yeah, so we're the parameters. good. But one of the things that really changed sports in my eyes, and again, this is the old dude again. The oh yeah, you know, making the highlight show on Sports Center. Oh yeah. So now everybody tries to make the highlight. So it's it's doing something crazy, and you know whether it's a crazy dunk or Some, something outside the box, something something absolutely crazy. One handed grab in football, they're going to try to do that with a backflip instead of catching. Looking it with two at the hands. camera, and it's not just even the play. It became what do you do after the play? Mm-hmm. Well, right. That's that obviously became an issue. Right. So then all of a sudden you have to endure this never ending performance art. That used to be called sports. Which, I think every sports. Which I don't know. That. I don't know if it's bad. I know it annoys. It's change and it's it's obnoxious. There's no denying that. So, in that regard, it's I guess it's not cool. But I really don't care enough anymore to worry about whether. I mean, again, I'm a Bengals fan, so maybe I'm just numb at this point. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you never see <laughs> totally <highlights>. are <laughs> because they had some of the worst <laughs> ever for those things, but. Honestly, it's Terrell I, Owens. You know what I mean? It's not going to not happen. Did he not play for the Bengals? He did for he one did. year. Yeah, Ocho yeah. Cinco is. The, yeah, ch- yeah. Oh, that's what you're. Yeah, thinking. Chad Johnson is the was yeah, the main culprit. True. That's and true. his. Yeah, I don't want to go there, but anyway, it's it <laughs> yeah, was we're uh, drilling down even further into. Well, that's only going to happen more as I enjoy this very nice beverage you made for me, Adam. Thank you. Correct. Okay, so that you're takes welcome. us to a point where we need to check the buzz level. Because we haven't up till this point. Oh, good call. Wow. This deep in the episode. Buzz level. Okay. Buzz level. Um, well, I uh, guess I'll start off by saying that I'm easily a 5.65. Damn, man. Did you drive drunk over here? No. <laughs> uh, I think I had one before you guys oh, did. All right. Well, well I mean, I drank mine. Got, I made them all at the same time. But I in the car one. is what I'm saying. No. Um, <laughs> no, I think he was pretty dry when he got here, but <laughs> he's... He's worked the arm pretty hard yeah. since he got here. I forget how fast you move at he's that age. Lifting weights, yeah. He's <laughs> trying I, to be productive. Over I'm here. at a good two five. Two five? Yeah. God, you're such a liar. I'm not a liar. That's that's a liar. I used to be a liar. We can go with that. All I was right. Okay. Terrible so, at it, so, so I gave it up. Okay, so Joe's at a two five. All right, a three. J has never been above a four point five in his life. <laughs> Well, I have been. It just doesn't seem like it to the outside world. I think actually on the last podcast, uh, the food one, the second one, episode five, the previous one, I think you said five. Or I think he went into a five. Yeah. Five well, t- I definitely right now can tell you I'm at a five, three, seven. Whoa. Ooh. Controversy. Okay. Yeah. Well, really? Those must be some good that's, rum and coke, That's boys. going in the uh, uncharted the- territory, folks. <laughs> good stuff. Hey, it's good pod. The little explanation of the episode, that's definitely going in there. <laughs> he put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Steve, 537. You want to watch this one. <laughs> and we're not done yet. Yeah, we're barely 40 minutes in. And yes, I said watch. <laughs> oh, I should have brought the GoPro, then they could have watched. Well, that would have been cool. One of these times, you guys one of are going to be times. able to watch. Well, I brought it last time, and then we didn't do it. So It's going to be a video with this. <laughs> and man, I couldn't imagine why you wouldn't do an episode. That would be weird. Because I love you, man. That's why. Mm, appreciate it. Okay, so overlapping sports. All right, a three, three, five. Sports fans, how you follow your teams. You know, everybody's a little bit different. You know, you may you may only follow one sport. You know, you may follow two. You may follow all of them. You know, it's it's a personal preference. But what has happened now is sports is is as ESPN 
and the ESPN Ocho is 24-7. I mean, you can, you can find an app on your phone that will tell you any, anything about any team. Yeah, it's called Google. Well, it, <laughs> it comes down to just the level of, of fan, you know. Um, how hard are you going to follow your, your sports? You know, how, how much do you really enjoy sports? Um, and, you know, like you said, everyone's different. Um, I actually remember a story of when Zach, uh, uh, my brother, Zach Juby, um, went into a YMCA and we were, uh, we were in the, the teen room and he got really upset because the counselor was a Red Sox fan. And he just, well, as he should, he been. started just getting at her about. She, I think she said, oh, her. Her. I think she said something about Derek Jeter, which is a uh, sin. Well, you just take her down. Sin. Oh, at that point, and I think she said something about liking Ra- Manny Ramirez, and that's just yeah, not I can't okay. Imagine anybody doing that? But. So, so yeah, now you had me, and now I think yeah. the story's bullshit. no. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious here, and uh, but it just comes down to you know the level. Uh, you know, Zach was severely upset about this, and I don't think the girl really took it that seriously you know and it just comes down to how serious do you take your sports <laughs> that may be too seriously yeah i think so <laughs> maybe not when you're a juvie i guess well i get it yankees red Sox. i totally get it you know what that's that's a whole nother podcast but i totally love all that i've never really felt except for the steelers maybe i've never felt that that rivalry feeling to that level i've felt it i've felt it as a player when i was in high school of course and then i've felt it as a fan but Man, those like that next level rivalry stuff. That's that next crazy. level hate. I mean, when you're in Eugene, Oregon, and yeah. the Civil War is about to go right. down, and you're walking into Autzen Stadium, <laughs> and you have a, a, a Oregon State family right next to you. I mean, it doesn't matter if there's kids I know, there. That's there's crazy. stuff going down. Yep. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the Boston and, and the Yankees. That's huge. Oregon, Washington. That probably should be a separate podcast. I think I I mentioned that in one of the the earlier podcasts about I hate all things Washington. Mm. You did. Yeah. Episode one, I believe. Totally. We dropped that bomb. Got right out of the gate. Let's get one thing clear. Yeah. You know, one of the (laughs) one of the fun things when you go to an event, uh, I remember going to the 49ers and Cardinals, which was the opening uh, game of the season a few years back. And I got tickets. And the fun thing is when you walk in, everybody's wearing red. Because 49ers are you blend right in, so you could, it was hard to tell, right? You know whether you were a Cardinal fan, it's whether or you had gold fan. or you had white. Basically, yeah, it doesn't catch the eye. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, so it's not obvious that right. this person's wearing this color. And I just remember walking in, and the, my favorite sign was a guy that that had a big sign that had five Super Bowl rings on it, and it was the year after the the uh, Cardinals had gone to the Super Bowl and lost. Oh. And his question below the five rings was, what's it like to go to a Super Bowl and lose? Right. <laughs> Please tell me. Because at no that idea. point, the 49ers had never gone right. to a Super that Bowl That was a lost. few years before the... Before the, the 49ers yeah. went and lost to, to Baltimore. So, you know, I really think that, that sporting events should be fun. And being a fan, I've always been a fan for my team, but I don't get the idea of being abusive to other fans. No, that's weird. It's sort of a sportsmanship thing. It carries root- from playing into being a fan. Totally. You, you yeah. root for your team and you let somebody else root for your team. And we've had a lot of issues and that truly is another sp- podcast. Maybe yeah. that kind of comes into to people that have played the sport or played sports in general and people that haven't. Oh, there's a definite difference there. I mean, just me and my you wife. Just tell. You know what I mean? She's a big Vikings fan and that's it. Yeah. There's but understanding other people are rooting for their teams. And, and I always like the concept of respect. You know, you try to teach that to your kids. Right. You know, shaking hands after a game. And, you know, the, the hatred of just really doesn't belong in sports. Yeah, it really doesn't. And it's so prevalent. That's crazy. Well, that it's really the, the least desirable component of you sports. Know, well, I, I want to I say that part of, part of being in sports is the competitiveness. And I think, you know, my dad can attest to, to myself when it comes to playing in sports. When I get into a game, um, I'm a completely different person. You know, when I want to get in there and I'm, I'm actually bodying up someone or I'm playing basketball and, and someone upsets me, I, I don't back down. I'm, I'm yelling in their face. I'm shoving them into the wall almost. <laughs> I've done that before. And, and 
yet when it comes to after the game or after everything's done, I'm complete. I'm sorry for what I've done. Almost, I've, I've, you know, not sorry, but I'm like, you know what, man, it was all in the fun of the game. Yeah, there's levels, and if yeah. you take it too far, then there's a there's a place for being sorry. But so I think there's a certain amount you can. And when just- it comes to fans. I think that there's, you know, a level you want to take it to. But Absolutely. when it comes to playing, it's completely different, I think. Yep. Agreed. So I have a question for you, and I meant to ask it 41 minutes ago. <laughs> Good but, timing. Uh, so with all with the chain, back to the topic, which was the seasons, with all the different seasons and all the different overlapping, what is your favorite time of year for sports, Steve? Well, it has to be the fall. Okay. It has to be that's the because that's the easy answer. I just wondered if that was. It seems like no, an it obvious. is because I love football. Yeah, I love seven out Saturdays. All right, so let's exclude that. Everybody is going to say that, right? You Duh. Can never. All right, so other than well, no, other than the fall. All right, so what's your other favorite? Well, it would be the spring. I, I love the start of baseball. I am a baseball fan. I I am the guy that watches. Probably not 162 games, but probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 to 155 Yankee baseball games a year. So I love spring training, and I love the, the newness of, of a new season and, and the excitement. And then you have March Madness, and I love college basketball. And you have the, the NBA season winding down. And, and then, of course, you could throw in the Masters. Sure. And, and the U.S. Open, which is you know, a little bit later, but summer, but yeah, you know, early in the summer, but you have, you have a lot of things going on in the spring. So yeah, that to me, those are the two times of the year that are the most exciting because you have the most overlap then. So then the follow up to that, of course, is Adam, what's the least exciting? What's the biggest doldrums in sports? Well, I think that it, it, it falls in a time that's actually kind of perfect for it to fall on, which is summer. You know, I mean, you really fall into just a baseball full kind of season. And, um, you know, NBA ends, you have the NFL draft. It's right when, you know, you're getting ready for your NFL season or your uh, college basketball season. But I think, again, it's perfect because you're trying to go outside. You're, you know, I mean, if you, even as a sports fan, you know, I think you want to be outside. You want to do things when it's nice and everyone loves taking vacations. And so everywhere else, except for here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) yeah, there's not a lot of outside enjoyment in the summer. Summers are shut in here. I mean, yeah, you got to be inside, I guess, but it's, no, you don't have to, but it's yeah. Well, there's pools. This ain't Oregon. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's true. Not I mean, a lot of one p.m. walks in the forest around here, which were no. But favorite. I agree with that. I like. I think. I think summer falls into that category. And it's it. You're in the to your point. It being at the perfect time is it's a good rest to yeah. get ready right for what's about to happen because it does get bananas in the fall. Well, and you can look at the fact that okay, so what other part of the year is quiet? You can go to January, you know, once the Super Bowl's over and the national championship, once football's over, which is early in January. And you're just hanging on basketball at that point. January and February. And, and, you know, even the NBA doesn't care about January and February. Right. No. It's college basketball at that point. At that point, it's college basketball because there's still some relevance to regular season games. But basketball has, has aligned itself where it is all about the playoffs. Right. So it's NBA playoffs. It's making it to to the March Madness tournament to, to tournament to the, the NCAA tournament, and you know so that February January time is kind of null, pretty slow as well. So as a casual basketball fan, I could give two shits about anything before March Madness. I really don't care. Yeah. And once March Madness heats up, that's that's a fun time. And if I get time, I'll watch tournament games because there's no other experience. It's a different. It's a completely different well, it's animal. Like, are you going to spend your Friday night going to a high school basketball game? No. You're not no. going to follow these players no, that you I'm don't not. think you're ever going to watch again. The answer to that question is no. No. <laughs> Easily. But I think that if you were to, uh, 
you know, think that you're going to see these players again or that you want to follow these teams. They're actually good. You know, it's, it's, so yeah, that, I'm not, that's what's exciting. Yeah. I'm no fan of any kind. So I think we've established that, but <laughs> as a casual sports fan, I do love sports and I watched all sports my whole life, but for basketball in particular, it's, it doesn't get interesting until March. And if you're a casual fan, unless you have a vested interest in a specific, you know, program or a team or whatever, then just as a general fan, it's not interesting until March. And no, and then it's true. very interesting. And then the NBA playoffs are really cool. Like I love the NBA playoffs. It's a complete it's what's weird about that is it's a completely different kind of basketball. You know, you watch these games and, and the way yeah. and not even down to what they've played or how they play and, and the intensity to that, but even you know, unfortunately to how it's being called officiating yeah. that's uh, actually a pet peeve well, no, and let's know. not get steve started. yeah we can't, but, no we can't we're not go going into that but, that's a whole nother but, podcast but that's part of it you know and that's part of what makes it almost more exciting is because there's well it controversy is a, there or there's you know they're looking differently at that it does speak so. to the theme in that it's it's relative to the season so the end of well, the nba is. season and the playoffs is a, and that's why it's different and I don't think that in particular is why it's more exciting, but it is a component. But anyway, it's I love the end of the NBA season. I love the playoffs. I don't almost I almost don't care who's in it. I'm again, if the Suns were any good, I'd be more excited, but that's it. I don't have any affinity towards any other team. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I know. Okay, I, so I want something you touched on a minute ago that that I think is important to to talk about or at least I want to mention. You talked about high school and you don't go to high school games, and nobody yeah. goes on a Friday night Adam and all of that. that. Yeah. And truly, the greatest sports right now in my eyes are high school sports. I just love, it's, it's more of a pure sport than even college, because college basketball has become such a one and done. And People are still, it, even though they don't have the money, they're still thinking about the money. So often, they're not, they don't represent their school. Yeah. And, High school athletics are just a blast. And does it continue to, de- uh, I guess that's another podcast. <laughs> we keep touching on all these things. I'm like, wow, that's a good 40 minute hey, conversation. You know More on that later. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. He didn't even say anything. No, I, I, he matter. knew where I was going. I was, I was going to say, does it continue to devolve even into the high school arena? And, and that becomes corrupted a little bit. I mean, it sort of does. It is. It, it sort is. of does already, but, but more on that later. with the big sports anyway. But yeah, right, right. Because we later. can start talking about you know Melvin Bagley the third. Oh man, I watched we, a highlight on him. He's not the most exciting player to watch. Who well, is he? He was he went to Corona. Okay, he was when, the number one recruit in the nation for basketball. Okay, basketball player, and and he was along the lines of of the the players coming up. At Corona, because Corona del Sol is where Zach went to school. So watched games, football games there. And the basketball team took off and started winning state championships. Oh, four in a row. Oh. You know, with, with Casey Benson and with some of the other players. And, and, and Bagley Jr., the third, was, was in that line. Ed Bagley Jr.? <laughs> no, I don't think that's his dad. So anyway... Um, he decided because he was a high profile player to move on and went to some of these basketball academies. And again, that's another podcast. Some of the prep academies. More on so, later. so yes, it is in fact, filtering down and affecting kids that are freshmen in high school. Yeah. But a, my whole point was that watching basketball or watching football in high school where you're, you're not watching something televised. So there's a flow to the game. You don't have TV timeouts. It's more the way the game used to be. You can't go to a college game anymore that is not televised somewhere. Right. And certainly no pro game. So it's different. But high school sports are still, for me as a sports fan, fun to go and watch. Well, and then for real, more on that later, you will even have a probably even more glowing uh, review of youth sports and hockey in particular. Because I know you alluded to the fact that you're going to do a youth hockey episode. We are. Absolutely are. We are. Alex, That's cool. Alex Huber has uh, been playing hockey now for four years. Yeah. How old is he? He's 10. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, at least then, right? And he's 
yeah, he's he's traveled all over the West from Colorado to Vegas. Nevada to California, California, yeah, and played in all these other. So that's venues. still the last bastion of absolute pure sports is youth. He doesn't have a skate contract. <laughs> uh, you know, he doesn't. He's, we still have to buy his stuff. Yeah. But anyway, your your point about the high school thing is I couldn't agree more. It's high school sports is so cool because it's now you're at a high level. High school sports is way more than at my day is at a high level. Yeah. But again, what we started talking about tonight was overlap. That that sports is everywhere and it's 24/7, you know, 365. It's it's always going on and you can always look at it, read about it enjoy it and and we do i mean we are sports fans so it's it's a good time it's a fun time it's fun for us when there's overlap in sports where we have different things going on football the only hard thing about that is waiting till saturday and sunday you know you don't have to do that really baseball's every day yeah you gotta love that oh yeah every day there's a game there's there's another episode too is the the uh the nature of different sports and how to watch them and how to consume them and why they're good. You know what I mean? Football is a, like I alluded to earlier said straight out, I guess you ramp up for it all week and then your game comes and you're excited, but baseball's every day is a game. So it's not that way. It's being a baseball player, being a, a, a major league baseball player and a starter, you have the occasional Monday, the occasional Tuesday and the occasional Thursday off, but every Wednesday, and every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you're playing a game. Right. For six months. Right. And if you're you, you're watching that game. You're watching the game. <laughs> and it's different watching a game. If It's different watching every, every day. They talk about this a lot when you, when you watch a broadcast, that it's different watching a player every day. Because you do. You have to bring it every day. It's the little things that you do. You can look at the box scores, and, and again, earlier, the, I think the first podcast, we talked about the fact that being a, a Yankee fan from the West Coast, that's all I saw was box scores. But there's little things that happen throughout the season that really make a difference. Some of the little things that players do that don't show up in the box score, that, that don't make it to Sports Center and highlights, because it's home runs, and it's the diving catch, and it's all these things, but it's the little things that players do that make a difference in a game, which in fact makes a difference in the season. And that's what's, what, it, what makes it exciting to watch the games throughout the year. Well, when you're a fan yeah. and you watch everything all the time, like you watch a ton of basketball, right? Just insane then, amount. Then the highlights and the dunks that everybody sees on SportsCenter become, that's great. It's fine, but you really come to appreciate the, the nuance and the, and the subtlety that happens, right? Totally. I mean, I, I, I absolutely will look at, you know, I watch a highlight reel and I'm like, oh man, LeBron made another dunk. That was crazy. But for me, I want to watch the intricacies of how many assists this guy had and how he was able to accomplish it. Honestly, more than anything, I want to know about the team success. I think that's more important to me than the individual success. Right. Even chemistry and, and stuff like that. Oh, when you're a man. big fan, you're looking at how is this seventh player you know, coming off the bench and contributing more than, you know, this third starter or you whatever. Know, I think that's honestly one thing that I just hate about the Spurs. You know, they can take a, a player like Patty Mills, who just has, you know, he the was The Spurs in, could make me a good sixth man. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, they, they honestly took someone that was on the Blazers and now Patty Mills is a great player. I mean, for Australia, he took them into the world championships. I don't think quite that far, actually. But, he, you know, they took a big run in there um, against Spain. I think they lost. But I think that, you know, they were able to take him, put them into their system, and make him a great player. And that's super exciting for me um, to watch a player excel what I thought their expectations were than to see someone who I knew was a great player come and do some amazing dunk or, you know, be better than someone else. I like to see the, the outcast. I like to see the, the team. I mean, I would love, you know, we've talked about it multiple times, um, not on podcasts, but in real life, uh, talking about the blazers and their, uh, championship run 
championship run. Rick Adelman. Yes. What? No. No. Okay. Sorry. What about Rick Adelman? Uh, Blazers championship run. Yeah. No. No. 1991. No. 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 Well, they didn't win the championship. Well, no, but they made a run. They made a run, right. <laughs> but okay. hearing about how that was such a team effort, how that was, you know, the, they weren't the the projected winner of that game or that season or even that series, and, and yet it became something that was awesome for the fans and for even just sports because the underdog won, you know, someone that, that, that came above the adversity and made it better because – made it great because they were able to win above the better team. Right. Well, it's, it's what you're t- started talking about with Patty Mills is player development, right? It's, it's opportunity and how you develop different players in, in different situations, even uh, how they fit into systems. Op- yeah. Opportunity. You know, can you take a player and, and give him the opportunity to, to excel? Uh, Jack Ramsey was the coach when they won the championship, the Blazers. And he was very good at that. He was great as a Hall of Fame coach at putting players in a position to be successful. And that's, that's something that, that I don't think is, is that coaches are given enough credit for. The game has changed. You know, it's more player-driven now rather than coach-driven. So a lot of things have changed with that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just you, you, you look at players and you look at, at teams and franchises and how they're able to develop their players. They're able to take somebody that maybe wasn't successful somewhere else and become successful there. And that is, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's great if you're a fan of, of that organization because they're going to succeed year in and year out. You know, right. the Yankees did that for years. Right. With, with Still doing that. Exactly. You know, they're, they're able to, to bring in players and, and develop players. Um, some other teams, not so much. But, you know, that's, that's what sports is all about is the development, the personality of the team, the way you blend things together. That's what's going on with the Ducks right now, which is what they're trying to accomplish, is to get the team to like each other, to get to know each other, to play for each other. Because that's that's really what sports is about, is the sportsmanship. The camaraderie. The camaraderie. You're playing for the guy next to you. Mm-hmm. And a good team can beat, and I don't care what sport you're talking about, but a team that plays together is going to beat a team of individual superstars pretty much every time. Yeah, happens all the time. I think that you see that a lot in, in college football. You know, you can see a team that maybe was more together, you know, uh, more of a, a central unit go against a team that's better and, and actually win and, and accomplish something that no one thought they could. Yeah, the upset. Yeah. That's why those happen. Exactly. So it's fun. So I think that we're uh, we've gone quite a ways into this, and yep. I I get the feeling right now, and and you know you guys are the final judge of this, listening to this podcast. But I think we rambled everywhere tonight. Yeah, we did. This is pretty. We kind of went all over the place, but <laughs> the the theme did poke its head up like two or three times, though. <laughs> there were a couple times where we actually had a point. So hopefully everybody enjoyed it. I want to thank. Uh, you know, Adam again for just bringing everything every time. We appreciate Joe Cherry for being here when he can. TJC, well, well, thank back you. again. And uh, as appreciate always, it. appreciating Ebenezer for uh, bringing in the great music. Such and a great song. Absolutely. Zach Juby ending it with a. We're going to effort getting run. getting uh, at least Josh. I'd love to get all of Ebenezer out one night. Man. Maybe we can go over there and do a podcast at, at their that studio. Hard. That'd be nice. That That'd would be, be kind of fun, wouldn't it? I think For they sure. might have some mics that we could use. <laughs> they might. Yeah, yeah. A couple of sure SM58. All right, never mind. All right, <laughs> I'm a dork. I know. So anyway, thanks again for for listening and hopefully uh, you know the next topic will be not as rambling maybe or maybe this was gold okay there's that possibility you know absolutely all right right. thanks guys more perspective flavor
are the good ones, the good ones of today. Point them out to me so I can come and join their reign. We'll walk around this land with open hands, looking for change. We'll want to understand this progression we have at hand. Humanity is killing wheat, for this we will not stand. I say let's progress in good contest. Make conference, then love our best. Our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high. Crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines. Our love that makes no sense. We who spend love at no expense. We are a force of passion. Creating a new faction. Taking action, working hard just for the satisfactions. With the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight. Because our light is in their eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the skies. Don't remain mystified by their lies. Can't trust us, but we will teach you how to be.